Welcome to Purpose and Productivity, a podcast made possible by the SkyPass Group of Companies and SkyLife Success. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Purpose and Productivity. I wanted to do something with you folks over the weekend, as I try to do every Sunday, but got caught up in a myriad of other activities that prevented us to get a message across to you. Hopefully you enjoyed Shelley's message from yesterday on Shelley Says. She wants to keep her missives brief and to the point, unlike my rambling self where I go all over the point. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed that and uh, will continue to support her as she embarks on her journey of trying to add the productivity component in a cohesive and comprehensive way. I have been working on a small book called Twilight. When it will be published, I don't know, but it was a pocketbook that was designed primarily to articulate the principles of colorblind hope and colorful opportunity that was presented to me by the late Mr. Zig Ziglar. Mr. Ziglar, who is my hero, was my hero, and always will be my hero on this side, was very instrumental in very many things in my journey, changing the very way I think, the foundations of how I bring that thought process across, the communication patterns and parameters to the different people he influenced, me to listen to, and so on. The list is as long as the day is long, and the accolades for him will be as long as my life is allowed to be long. But some time back, I was invited by the Ziglo Corporation to talk about legacy. And as I was writing this book on Acts 17.26 called Twilight, and articulated seven principles from one scripture in the Bible of the many times I felt slighted for my ethnicity, and felt maligned because of my background, how he rose through that myriad of uh, thoughts that I had and the muck and the mire of my own self bogged down, how he raised me and how he gave me a standard of thought that was above contemporary imagination, where he took me beyond the persona that I had of someone who would be a small kid from a small town who would struggle all of my life, whose accent would be debilitating towards progress, whose presentation would always be diffusing because other people had a greater background or came from a more prestigious academic origin. He shattered all the myths I had about myself and gave me a newfound skill and knowledge that allowed me to tackle some of life's most poignant issues, both here and abroad. Many of the things I've since done from those early scared beginnings are articulated in that book in a short and sweet way. We'll keep you updated on the progress of it as it's being edited out right now and proofread, and hopefully we'll get some kind of uh, traction as to when and where it will be available. But today, as I was focusing on what he had meant to me and how he had shaped me and molded me, I thought of the foundations of a legacy, a talk I had given to the folks at Ziegler 
when uh, many people had come to be trained in that organization as part of their legacy certification program that they have, where they incorporate Mr. Ziegler's life legacy and wisdom lessons into a four or a five day package learning process that they offer. And the individuals who get certified through that approach can then go on and be marketers of that brand name in the way they allow it. So it was a high honor to have been asked by Tom Ziegler to come and speak on his father's legacy in my life to the people who are now embarking on the legacy of their own by taking the rich name that is Ziegler. So I thought to myself, what would, com- what would complete the foundations of a legacy? First, I said there needs to be a person to prepare. That person has to be consistent in their ability and their commitment and their character. And they also have to be consistent in their availability. The ability and availability continuum is as simple as the continuum of your ability to be and your probability and possibility of what you can become. A person to prepare. The consistency. If you want to be part of a legacy, whether it is a familial legacy, whether it's an organizational legacy, whether it's a task legacy, whether it's a church legacy, whatever the legacy, the messengers of that legacy are currently the people who appear as the Paul in that journey. If you look at the book of Acts as a model, you then become the Timothy who is going to become the inheritor of that legacy. So in order for that legacy to have that consistent continuation, it requires consistency on your part, and it requires an un, unbendable commitment, which means there's nothing that there is uh, being asked to do that is considered beneath you. There's nothing that is being asked to do that is considered beyond you. Here, the person to prepare has to be consistent. They, has to be, they have to be consistent in their ability to want to learn. They have to be consistent in their willingness to learn. They have to be consistent in their deliberation of what they learn and how they learn it. And how this learning then becomes a consistent part of who they are and the buddies that that learning evolves into. For example, uh, Mr. Ziegler reminded me many a time that if you quote someone, go down, look at their journey, look at their life, look at what influenced them, and then make the people who influence them part of your external influence so that you're not just quoting someone because the structure of their verbiage was pithy or it was poignant or it makes you look more erudite and sophisticated in your own message, but you actually understand a little bit of the background of why that person may have arrived at that quote and maybe the influencers in their life will begin to expand your own horizons. This is really fun stuff, but it is really tough stuff. Uh, the ability to be consistent by in almost every walk of life forces you to be a constant student. So there's nothing passive about this journey. It is very active. It is very involved. It requires a commitment that is beyond your years. It requires a commitment that is seemingly right now beyond your knowledge and maybe even beyond the wisdom that you currently have of the knowledge you're using to acquire it. Now, that's just a mouthful of words and a handful of sentences, but if you parse them and replay this, you'll begin to get the gist of what I'm saying. If you're going to be consistent in tracking down the sources of this knowledge so that As you're preparing yourself, there is a consistency in your preparation 
So everybody you read, you want to now find out what influenced them. What is the authorial intent they are giving? Second, the commitment to that. The commitment to that needs to be every day. And if you cannot commit to it every day, make sure that you have blocks of time allocated to it. So you're committing something to this desire every week. I cannot tell you the number of times I get an email either on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or any one of the social media platforms I'm on where the question is, will you mentor me? The question is, I like your style or I like this and how do I learn what you're learning? Can you teach me to speak like you in that kind of way? They don't realize that what they are now seeing is something that comes across as effortless, clumsy, and sometimes goofy is actually a carefully branded way. I don't know how many of you, uh, many of you are listening in North America probably, and those of you that were exposed to some of the cultural exports of this country may recognize this TV show, but there was a TV show called Columbo. It was a detective played by the late Peter Falk, who was uh, quite, uh, quite the clumsy man in his investigative abilities. He wore this frumpy raincoat, uh, come rain or shine, and uh, he, he walked around with uh, crumpled pieces of paper. It was almost as if he was completely a misfit for anything that was deliberate. Now, I don't know how much of it was an act or how much of it was just part of his persona, but it endears you to him because he scratches his head in that mocking way in a very tense situation. And he says, excuse me, sir, would you mind if I ask you one more question? The question was, of course, one of those gotcha questions that forced the other person uh, on their heels. And as a result, his investigation included much of this clumsiness that made you wonder why anybody, if you look at modern day detectives that are portrayed on TV, everybody is suave and sophisticated. They drive fast cars and uh, live in the fast lane and look like they're having the high life. But Peter Falk was an original. And the reason I bring up Peter Falk is Greg Kokel, who does apologetics, was saying whenever he was asked a tough question, he uses the Peter Falk method, which is just almost clumsily with a kind of innocence, you want to find out the assumptions of the other people and ask them a question. Um, you mind if I ask you another question? Can you explain what you mean by that? So in order for the person to be prepared to embrace and enhance a legacy, what has this got to do with legacy? I learned to ask Mr. Ziegler questions, but the questions had to come from a way of not sounding like I was constantly asking him for advice because I was not there for that. I was primarily there to serve him. I was his man Friday. I was his male nurse. I traveled with him. I spoke with him. There were many functions I did for him that were just part of my physical ability to be there and take care of him. But at the same time, I, was, I realized I was walking next to a living legend. And because I had that proximity for a good 17 years, it would be foolish on me to look back on that time and say the coulda, woulda, shoulda. But by the same token, I could not have been abrasive. I could not have been in his face. So my commitment to him had to be very calculated and it had to reveal my character. Yes, I want to be a constant student. I want to be a conduit of your abilities, but I also want to be respectful of who you are and what you do. I cannot pester you and pepper you nonstop with questions just because I have a selfish desire to grow. 
the number one attribute of a legacy is we all have a desire to grow. We need to be consistent in that desire to want to grow. We need to express a commitment to show that growth, but we need to display the character. And that's why that Colombo reference was made because every once in a while when I need to get information, I try the clumsy approach. The clumsy approach is not designed to be goofy, but the clumsy approach is designed not to be rigid or not to be so by rote or not to be so by ritual that it actually is happening as part of conversation. So asking Mr. Ziegler a question using that approach endeared me to him because it was part of what I was doing. I didn't set aside a time saying, can I ask you a question? I asked the question while I was carrying his bag. So while I was carrying that old fashioned water pump that we took all over the world. The second component in this is a passion to pursue. I'll do the two, three and four on maybe the next one because there's so much to unpack here. But in the foundations of a legacy, the first is a person to prepare where you need to express consistency, commitment, and character. The second is a passion to pursue. This is dedication, discipline, and determination. I've shared the story many times, but I remember when my time came, when my moment in the sun was upon me, I was nervous. I was a nervous wreck. And I remember he calling me at the house and saying that, you know, I've had surgery and I need you to go in and uh, fill in for me. Uh, and I've shared this before, you know, my thought was nobody can replace Mr. Ziegler. And he immediately sensing my apprehension said, you're not replacing me. Nobody can. You're just filling in for me. But I did understand something. Filling in for Mr. Ziegler is a big, those are big shoes to fill. Uh, but the passion to pursue it was the reason I went down that career path. I wanted my moment in the sun. I wanted to be able to one day stand on a stage with him and proclaim that uh, uh, I was worthy of the recognition he was giving me. But I always thought he would be there with me and he would be the one encouraging me from in front and encouraging me after I finish. So it was, a, it was a sad shock to me when he says, you're supposed to drive down to Austin. They are aware you're coming. I told them I've trained you for this for 10 years. Uh, this is your moment in the sun, boy, go get, your, go get yours. And I was excited, but I was apprehensive. And I remember Tom and Richard went down with me to Austin. We drove down there. But all the while realizing that at 8 a.m. the next morning when the announcer came on, there would be 4,000 expectant people waiting to hear the legendary motivator, the quintessential genius of our time, Zig Ziglar, walk on that stage and wow him. But instead they got this. Mr. Ziglar has been held up and uh, he sends his regrets that he can't be here. So he has sent someone from his office. While that should for anybody on planet Earth be a high honor that you're coming from his office, for those people who had an expectation of hearing from the master himself, they were not ready for the student. The student's passion to pursue is now being eclipsed by this moment. So the first thing is dedication. Remember why you're there. You're there to fill in for him, which means at the end of this hour, which is longer than you'll ever get with 4,000 people your first time out, you need to make sure that not only do they like you, but through you, they love him for having sent you. That dedication meant I could not compete. I just had to complete. I could not compete by trying to apologize by saying, if he was here, I'm really sorry that and going through all of the apology, but hitting the ground running. This is a basket. This is a boxer who hears his name and comes out swinging. 
Many things are going through his head. He's not worrying about how many fights he's fought. He's not worrying about the win-loss record of the other person on the other end. He's not worried about anything. When he hears that ding, he comes out swinging because now it's 10 rounds or 12 rounds and he has to make his mark. So the dedication is the first important ingredient of this passion you want to pursue if you are going to improve or impact a legacy. Second is discipline. Don't forget your cues. Uh, it was very easy for me to get nervous, but as much as I rehearsed that day, I realized that I had to hit all my marks that day. So I timed myself down with discipline to the, hey, at, at three minutes into it, I should be on objective two. At seven minutes into it, I should be. So every time I looked at their master clock that was in front of me in big red letters, I knew exactly where I had to be. And then I had to have the determination to, you know, there's an old adage in public speaking, and it simply goes like this. Be on, be good, be gone. Be on, be ready. Be good, deliver. Be gone, depart. And so I had to have the dis dedication to do the best, my discipline to hit all my marks, and my determination that I would be done not just on time, if possible, a couple of seconds ahead of time that shows that this is a well-oiled machine. Now, the rest of the story I'll bring to you tomorrow when I talk about the price to pay. What happens after something like that begins and then you begin to realize that now the game has changed. Remember this, nobody is going to applaud you for the same effort twice. So anytime you get applause for something well done, it is the onus is on us to extend our ability and increase our visibility in a way that they applaud you again, not because of the same effect, but because you did something better. So these are the foundations of a legacy, a person to prepare, have consistency, commitment, and character, a passion to pursue, have dedication, discipline, and determination. Until next time, this is Chris Dunham. God bless and good luck. That concludes another episode of Purpose and Productivity with Chris Dunham, brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at chrisdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com, where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.